This week's episode of What's in the Box Office is brought to you by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. 108 90s classics were pulled, 64 drafted, 4 remain. The towering James Cameron... (laughs) I put towering twice in my intro. Well, he deserves it. He deserves it, damn it. I don't know. He deserves it. Oh, I know They are two of his movies. They are two of his movies. Double the fun. What do you think I was trying to say when I say the towering James Cameron towering the... the, Towering over. No, I ended it with bookend the decade. Uh... So the towering James Cameron, oh, you know what? The towering James Cameron twofers, that bookend of the decade, the animation classic that changed a medium forever, and the little bus that could. The final four weddings and a fearless, a mess of Multiplex Madness Forever is settled now on this, the 152nd episode and last of What's in the Box Office. Uh, when do you when did you guys get a little sponsor there? What what's going on there? We've hit, we've hit quite the uh, stream of success. Really? So now we're sponsored. Interesting. Is that I, is that true? I mean, we are sponsored. That's pretty cool. <laughs> made, what's the story there? Do you really? Yeah. How? What's going on? I haven't heard this. It's uh, through a wonderful ad service. Joe, do you know that we're, we're doing the episode now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were still fumbling through the beginning. Nope. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. Before we get into it, what's so special about this episode, Noah? Uh, we're back, baby. We're doing this in person. <laughs> this is uh, this is why it's off to a rocky start. Rocky? I don't know. Incredible? Maybe. Uh... Yeah. It's <laughs> one of those. Yeah. I... But yeah, we haven't uh, recorded a podcast in person in like uh, since t- fourteen months, probably yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, it's been a very, very even long that, time. Even in that brief window, uh, in, in the middle, when they were like, "It's okay again to see each other," and then and <clears throat> I, I don't think we did any in person. No, Mm-mm. you know, we couldn't want to be joined in our first live recording by someone who, by default, doesn't know the medium of the podcasts. <laughs> We're all vaxxed up and ready to go, and we're joined by Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello. I would just like to say I was not aware that this was a money-making venture. (laughs) I have never been paid for my many contributions, and that will end tonight. Joe, did I not give... I didn't make you tea? I didn't tuck you into the big chair? I did not realize that that was recompense. <laughs> Services rendered. Services rendered. I will on. be submitting billable hours. This, you're welcome to. This is the first episode you've been on that we've been sponsored by an actual company. Yeah. Yes. I eagerly await to learn more <laughs> after the conclusion your, of this podcast. You send your invoice to witboxoffice at gmail.com. <laughs> email address that is not really checked. Oh. I will. You should check it. You give me the password. I'll check when I'm at work. Well, I do know there is a Twitter account associated with this venture. There is, and yeah. um, 
One I will day be, you'll follow it. I will be canceling you. I think I do follow <laughs> I'm it. I'm just kidding. I will be canceling you by saying that you are not paying your freelancers, which is death to mm, me. There's, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's an interesting term in that word you just used. What was it, Noah? Uh, freelancers? Yeah. Free? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I also I You're misinterpreting <laughs> what that means. I also do take comfort in the fact that uh, whenever someone is canceled, nothing happens to them. So True. It's fine. True. Uh, How are you, Joe? Pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good. We're um, excited to have you here. We're excited to get down to business. Multiplex Madness Forever, the final four weddings and a funeral. We're doing all f- two matchups, both matchups, I should say. <laughs> no, all two is <laughs> doing all two matchups today, uh, and this is exciting. We're going to choose. You were on. Uh, you were not on for the last four final four weddings and a funeral, but um, the, these are the the these are big '90s movies. I mean, Titanic, Toy Story, Speed, Terminator Two. How do you feel about how this process has gone? If we're finding the greatest blockbuster of the '90s. Have we done... Uh, uh, Did we do good? Yeah. Well, I've seen none of these movies, so I'm reading through the Wikipedias on them now <laughs> to, lear- to learn about them. Um, but, Joe, you came of age. Leonardo DiCaprio. Di- this, <laughs> this pretty girl in Titanic and also Kate Winslet, they look so pretty together. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful couple. An LGBTQ original. That's great. Wonderful movie. Uh I think uh, I think these are pretty big ones. What what were some of the other ones that got knocked off? I'm going to yeah. run them Silence down for you. The hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. these Tight, are. Yeah. I, I, here's what I'll do. I'll do what these movies had to beat. Yeah, I'd like to hear that to get here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's that's a good way to do this. So, Titanic beat Ghost, then Goodwill Hunting, and then Pulp Fiction to win its division, and that was a close matchup. But it won it won the Spike Lee division, the drama films. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it defeated Mrs. Doubtfire, which was the winner of the comedy division, mm-hmm. to be here in the final four weddings and a funeral. Um, uh, Toy Story defeated Mission Impossible, then The Matrix, and then Jurassic Park. Two biggies in a row to win the franchise starter division. Mission Impossible beat Jurassic Park? No, no, no. Oh. Mission Impossible was the... Was, Toy was Story the, beat all those. Oh, right, Toy, Toy, Toy Story oh, beat oh, Mission oh. Impossible. It beat The Matrix, and it beat Jurassic Park to win the Steven Spielberg division, the franchise starters. Wow. And then it beat the winner of the horror division, The Silence of the Lambs. That's an inc- well. That's in- that's a pretty incredible route for it. It beat yeah, both the Matrix and Jurassic Park. Yep. Although I do think that's fair, especially when you when you're talking about a division that's called the what was it the the franchise the starters? franchise starters because all those movies did start franchises. Yeah. Jurassic Park started a shitty franchise that was only good for one movie. The Matrix. Some people feel started a shitty franchise that was only good for one movie. So I think that's very fair that Toy Story is the franchise out of those that has the most quality in all of its outputs. That's true. However, I do. I mean, Mission Impossible is right I, there with it, though. Well, that's that's true. That's true. Great. But if you're talking about Mission Impossible 1 in this, it's we also are. the weakest one. So it shouldn't get to win on behalf <laughs> oh, of all of them. got real big. It I mean, it's a De Palma movie, but it's the it's the weak. No, it's not the weakest no, of no. all of them. But oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, oh it's, I see. Well, no, it might be. It's it's a weaker one. It's it, no one. I agree. No one's going back watching. It, there's there's. It's like, it's it's like why is it even a Mission Impossible movie? It's like a De Palma spy movie, which is cool, but. You look at what they're doing with Mission Impossible and these other ones, and it's like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Like, Tom Cruise trying to kill himself is much more where that movie is at than, like, a Cloak and Daggers spy thriller. 
I think one could say that how are any of the rest of these even Mission Impossible movies? <laughs> the first one set the tone. It decided what it no. was to be a Mission Impossible. No, movie. the first the first one was like uh was like Radiohead's uh first album that nobody even Radiohead like doesn't even like and then all of the other ones were like now we're doing cool stuff. That first one was just like a 70s spy thriller that was fun and he rips off his face and that's cool and they fly a helicopter in a tunnel that but like off. that's also in this tournament <laughs> what no no that doesn't happen just, that happens in mission impossible I, yeah, yeah. Right. I just ultimately want it on the record that in fact the first one is quite good and the second one is not i like the second and why the it has doves it's just a different style you see this is you just hate you just hate chinese film you hate um chinese sort of wuxia inspired films mm. and that's your problem a wuxia film won our last tournament it did but noah tried to stop it he, he wanted shrek does everybody remember we shrek all remember. we all remember shrek was... do the listeners remember shrek so i can yeah. uh, cut out all the talk about shrek. <laughs> <laughs> um but you thought that was foreign world competition speed to get here defeated twister Mm-hmm. Then the one seed Independence Day, mm-hmm. then Armageddon, and then so it won the action division, the Tony Scott division, and then it beat the winner of the family film, the Hayao Miyazaki division, The Lion King, mm-hmm. to be in the final four weddings and a funeral. That's interesting. I d- I am glad it won, and I'll I'll detail a little bit more about while I'm why I'm glad it's won. Mm-hmm. It won when we talk about Titanic, but okay. uh, I. There is a connection. I'm excited for it. Uh, so I do. So I throw in a little twist there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little preview. Uh, so I, I think that's that's cool. I like that the Lion King get, didn't get in. I just think you can't have the Lion King and Toy Story. It's, it's, it's too yeah. much animation. Yeah. It too much baby brain stuff. Like, sorry, kids, but this is movies are for adults. Like, read your comic books. These are big boy movies. Um, we can't we can't have every little Disney thing in here. So I think that's cool. I'm Even a little surprised. Later, we could. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little surprised that Speed uh, was it's that successful. Destroying. To be it's honest, destroying. It, it's, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of good qualities about yeah. it. Yeah. Terminator Two: Judgment Day defeated Home Alone Two. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Toy Story 2 to win the sequels division, the Justin Lin division. And then it defeated the winner of the Nora Ephron division, the romantic comedies, Pretty Woman, to get here. Well, I I do believe um, Terminator, the Terminator, could kill the Pretty Woman. So I only think that's fair. Interesting. And she was a man-eater in that movie. She was a man-eater. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see, in his prime, Schwarzenegger fight Julia Roberts. She has... She's got big chompers, and I think she could take a bite out of him. But I think he would have—he uh, would have blown her does, apart. Does the pretty woman get the assistance of Kyle Reese? Oh, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying we do up. have video evidence of the Terminator ultimately being defeated by a pretty woman. Now the pretty woman. What pretty woman are you talking about? It's about Linda Hamilton. I Linda am. Hamilton? Yes. Little Hamilton's like a tough woman. Yeah. Uh, I guess she is a, no she's, she's a pretty cool Hamilton. woman. I mean, some disrespect no, no disrespect. She's a pretty cool woman. Two thirds of the tale being like, who the fuck could you possibly be talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I. Uh, Edward Furlong? <laughs> I, I don't think. Um, I don't think even with Kyle Reese's help. I think the Terminator got a. 
think yeah. the, the the stars really aligned against the Terminator. If they would have run into like a paint sealer factory instead mm-hmm. of like something that had molten lava <laughs> in it, factory. the Terminator would have won. It wasn't really well, fair what they did to him. Yeah, they did him dirty, and I don't like that. So I don't think Kyle How was he Reese defeated in the first one. Uh, he was crushed, and then yeah. Uh, Laugh again. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. No, he was was just crushed. He was just crushed. Yeah. Go Uh, to the crushing factory. Right. They always end up somewhere where 20th century technology can somehow defeat, like, 22nd century technology. It's not fair. I don't like how they do it to him. And I don't think Kyle Reese was all that influential. The biggest thing Kyle Reese did was, was bone Linda Hamilton's character and that was really it i think uh, i think kyle reese was definitely influential if he gave us the line come with me if you want to live he's the first one yeah, to say yeah it. And I, also just like if it had just been the terminator against fucking sarah connor like the terminator would have won she would not have been able to retaliate on her own i don't think kyle reese really should have been able to either i think terminator um i think terminator it should have just ended with terminator killing everyone and it the machines taking over that was the likely course and it was only through some creative script doctoring that they defeated our our big boy and i don't think that was okay so terminator the t-rex um the boat the the boat and the titanic (laughs) these are the things we need we need we need to let our villains win. It's not Hannibal fair. Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. He did win, though. That's what the movie's Mrs. rocking. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need we need so to let our villains win. Cinema's greatest villains. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor uh, Evil was in this tournament. Um, Sid. Sid. Nancy. Big one. Sid and Nancy <laughs> brought them together. Oh oh um um, Gary Oldman. Pretty big villain. Yeah, just is. in the world. Piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how do we feel about these two? Me- I mean, the, again, these are heavy hitters: Titanic and Toy Story, Terminator Two and Speed. I mean, is one of them out? Mad? I feel like the first one's going to be pretty close. Yeah, I think Titanic and Toy Story are both kind of like a listers, mm-hmm. and uh, Speed is like the happy to be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also it's won so many matchups. Yeah, so it's got the momentum. That, like I can't. Well, it is a boss out of control. It's out of like, control. I mean, come on, it it's gonna run over the competition. It's gonna run over the Terminator. Yeah. No. <laughs> Although if it does, it can't we'll just, happen. We'll just, you know, yeah. crush around him. I'm a yeah. little surprised. Speed because well, I know one of can get hit by cars. Yeah. And they go I, flying. Yeah. That's but not, it, you know, right. it's okay. He doesn't mind that. I know one of the criteria is the box office success. So I'm a little surprised that Speed did as well as it did, and I guess a little surprised Terminator 2 did because at least Terminator 2 is an R-rated movie. Yeah, Speed is not. I don't think. No. Well, I don't actually know. No, can you Google M- Speed MPA? It's surprising to me that an R-rated Terminator 2 be. did well enough to at the box office. To, well, what's to tricky get is here. it usually loses those matchups. It only it has a low percentage of profit relative yeah. to its yeah. budget, but mm-hmm. it's but, just good, but it's just good at, at mm-hmm. the other categories. Five categories. No, would you get it's rated R. Yeah, it's rated R. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So two R rated movies going against each other. That's pretty yep. that's pretty great. We do want to remember and then Titanic. famous line, uh, pop quiz you motherfucker. <laughs> Titanic should be rated R, but somehow snuck by MPAA yes. ratings board. Why why? Just because it has f- some tasteful nudity? The the nudity is one they say fuck like three times in it 
and uh, there's very thematic elements. I mean, people are just drowning and shit. But uh, the amount of times that they actually... get over the fact that every single movie that exists has thematic elements. That's just themes. Yeah, but the elements of the themes, those Mm. are tricky. you got to watch out for them. you got to tell your kids about... Kids, before we go into this, I just want you to know, there are thematic (laughs) elements are about to happen here. Man versus man. Man. (laughs) Um, All right, let's do this. The... One seed Titanic, the Spike Lee division winner against the three seed Toy Story, the Steven Spielberg division winner. Titanic released December 19th. Five categories. Let's discuss those. One of them, bigger profit relative to budget, quality of movie, harder road to success, and then the two legacies. Legacy of the film itself and the legacy of the participants of the film. Noah, think of a 2000s era example uh, while I go into this. Legacy of the film itself. Is it still thought of? Is it influential? Is it... Uh, uh, is it a highlight on people's careers or people known for it? For example... American Wedding. <laughs> wow. Okay, American Wedding. The third film in the American Pie franchise. Lowest grossing, uh, but ended that um, trilogy. So as far as its uh, legacy of the film, it ended it on a high. It was well-reviewed. People liked it. Still made over $100 million, and it closed out the stories of that film series. The participants... I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> it's a third movie in a franchise, uh, but you all get the idea. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I was in the two thousands. I was pretty. I was pretty confident that American Pie two yeah, was early two thousands. Two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, you know, I played, right. played it safe there. You're right. Um, okay, so the bigger profit relative to budget. Titanic had a budget of two hundred million dollars. It grossed one point eight billion. That's a profit of nine hundred percent. Toy Story had a budget of $30 million. It grossed 244 a profit of 815 By a nose, Titanic takes game one. And that, as ever... By the nose of a ship. ...is an important win, which is actually quite big, the nose of a ship. Yeah, for this particular ship, yeah. it's big. Other ships, it could be small. I agree. Quality of movie. No, Titanic or Toy Story? A Toy Story, please. I won't, <laughs> okay. I, you know, I mean, we've talked about it several times, just not fond of Titanic, personally. Yeah. Uh, I like Titanic more than you, but it has its script problems. Toy Story does not. My vote also goes to Toy Story. Joe, quality of movie, Titanic or Toy Story? Yeah, I gotta go with the movie that's not the most like baby brain movie out there, and that's why I obviously Story. choose Titanic. <laughs> uh, Titanic's not baby brain. Insane, insane that we're talking about talking toys versus uh, a big ship that sinks. You, you could argue a that, big Le- ship Leonardo that Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie is a talking <laughs> toy. <laughs> yeah. He is a beautiful, beautiful a toy. Boy toy. A beautiful toy. Yeah. Uh, no, I will go Titanic. Uh, I don't care that Toy Story has a bunch of heart and uh, has the uh, the the who's the the Randy Newman soundtrack. Uh-huh. Don't care. Couldn't care less. Well, Titanic is a big ass ship that sinks, and the making of that movie is like the stuff of like incredible legend. It. Uh, cemented james cameron as like the most audacious like producer or like or like production guy out there as a director it's like when you talk about this is this is blockbusters of the decade blockbusters that is the blockbuster of blockbusters it is enormous they did enormous, incredible things to make that movie happen, building a scale model of the freaking Titanic that they actually sunk. James Cameron going down and filming the actual fucking Titanic because he wants to be like Bob Ballard but made 
a unfortunate career move and is a movie director uh all of the all of the inventions that they made to make that movie work uh it absolutely incredible stuff and that's the thing where that i think helps the quality of the movie yeah, absolutely absolutely exact same conversation when you were on this podcast talking about avatar <laughs> yes 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 it makes the movie <laughs> good it does it does because you know those things about the movie and the mo- movies don't exist in a vacuum and quality doesn't exist in a vacuum and quality uh, quality goes beyond what you see on a screen and it's what inform how the movie informs you about things and how you're informed about things it's like saying well why the mona lisa versus like i don't know a really pretty pit a, a really like a really pretty point, <laughs> i feel like at this point we are discounting the technical aspect of toy story as well I, the first major animated little, film yeah, of all time I'd, I'd like to call well, attention to the fact that joe does not know a second painting <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking of a shitty one. Yeah, I was, uh, the, uh, uh, well, you know. the one with the old guy in it. I was trying to think of something very different, but like I don't know, like a really beautiful photograph or something. Like, why is the Mona Lisa quality? It's not quality. You know because, what's interesting about that analogy? Uh, you know which movie was more like painted, and which one more, was more photographed? Titanic was actually a beautiful yeah, photo. Sure. Those were That's, images that were photographed. Understand that. Not the point of the analogy, <laughs> but, no, I, but I fine just point. It was funny to me. Yeah. But like the the something like the Mona Lisa and like most art, and I think it's easier to see in like maybe historical works of art, they're not like the quality of them is in much of the history surrounding them, not just that informs what you're seeing, not just in like well, he, he, he painted it really good. That's why it's on a wall. Like, that's not why it's on a wall. That's not, like, why Van Gogh things are in museums. It's because Van Gogh paintings are a reaction to uh, the realistic portraiture of the time, and that makes them important. That gives them an aspect of importance. And maybe this is a little bit of the legacy stuff, but I do think the audaciousness of the production of Titanic is incredible. And I think one reason that Titanic gets a bad rap is because they're com- compared to the audaciousness of like the visuals, which were like out of this world at the time, of the production out of this world. Uh, yeah, the, the script. Same thing the script is about Toy Story. Sure, this is my opinion, Buster. So that's hey. fine. Toy Story. That's he, a real nice. He is informing your opinion. Yes. Toy Story. That's a real nice. Whatever you say. That's a real nice cartoon they did. They did not have to go to the bottom of the ocean to uh, draw Woody's little cowboy vest. Uh, but you know, noted they they made his hat look cool and Buzz has wings. I get I would it. Note that James Cameron didn't have to do that. I mean, he just <laughs> wanted to. It's cool that he did. But I do think that Titanic gets a bad rap because there are points of like I guess the story that suck, and I guess that to me at some point it's like the script doesn't really matter there. It's not an element that he cares about. He doesn't care about it in a lot of his movies, and the thing like Titanic is. Titanic is a blockbuster. It's not. It it shouldn't be like compared to like Schindler's List. It should be compared to Armageddon. Schindler's like, List was in contention for this. Yeah, tournament. It, I know. It was, I, I saw it on there. That, yeah. That's. It's not the same type of movie. This is Armageddon. This is like Armageddon. Also, in I know. That's why I said I'm glad it didn't win. <laughs> and I, because 
or I'm glad Armageddon lost to whoever lost with this because isn't like there's something about these are, Harry. It's more like Scream Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a this is like the mother of all disaster movies. Uh, it's deep impact. You know, it's it's that kind of a movie, and it does that stuff really well, and it's it it, it looks awesome. Um, and I guess if you're looking at like the the little elements of like pulling on heartstrings and constructing a narrative, like yeah, I, Toy Story is uh, has those things. Yeah, those silly. Fri- Sometimes in movies, those things are silly and frivolous. Like it doesn't; ma- those things don't matter everywhere. It's not like th- th- if you want to do that, like you know, write your short story. Like those things do not have equal weight in every movie. Like. Jurassic Park doesn't suck because it doesn't have it, it's not written by like you know Colson Whitehead or something like it, it it it's great because of like the imagination in it and what what it puts on screen that you have never seen before and could never see from anyone else and that is as unique to James Cameron as any other director like the the stuff he's willing to go to the stuff he's willing to do to get the enormity of scope of like production design on a screen, especially with like something like Titanic that kind of came at the very end of where you're doing that stuff without a lot of, without as many effects and with a lot of, um, or, or like digital effects is incredible. And I think it's a reason that, that you see these long periods between his movies with like Avatar, because he's, He's trying to reach for something that, like, you really have never seen before. Um, the bottom of the ocean. The bottom of the ocean, yeah. And that, that I think that's a big reason I'm, uh, I'm taking Titanic. Walking. Yeah. All right. I think that's all fair. I think it's, uh, you know, Toy Story is very good and funny as well as being emotional. And you were never going to vote for it. So no. That's true. It's true. I just, uh, Titanic was on the other day. I put it on for a second. And, like... I, I was watching. It was, the boat was just starting to sink. the the bot The tip was just starting to you know uh, succumb to the water, and uh, and I and I was like marveling at just like this, it's huge. Like it's one of those things where you watch you're like, my God, it's just huge. This is crazy. And then we got to the bit where Jack is handcuffed, hmm. and Rose finds him. And hmm. what what's my one? What's one of my biggest gripes about Titanic? Uh, is it well? I know about that scene. Uh, how often they. Just shout each other's names at each other. I counted. It's a, yeah. It was over 20 times. <laughs> mm. One said Jack and one said They were said trying Rose. to find each other. What do no, you They were in the same them? room. He would go, he would go, <laughs> Rose. He's like, Rose, come here. You go, Rose, practice They the were window, drowning. Rose. Take a practice swing, Rose. They, Try to hit that same spot, Rose. She's like, oh, mm. my God. It drove me out of my mind. You know what? You Listen. you try drowning on the HMS Titanic. The script is gone. It uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. But it is a it is still a tech. Like, just the scope of that ship is still wild. Scripts have never been important. They matter others. sometimes. Sometimes they just don't matter. Mm. Harder road to success. Yes. Uh, so... We're we're basically we're basically betting on whether it was Disney breaking formula and releasing not traditionally drawn, not a musical in the middle of their huge. This is a year after Lion King, so in the middle of their huge, they have a formula that works: musicals, hand drawn, boom. Or is it the big blockbuster from the director of Terminator Two? I think that how high Titanic went gives it this point. People also didn't want to make Titanic. That's something that like gets a little overlooked in like its mythology is that when they brought it to some of the when they were trying to get financing for it, 
he had just come off, or he had come off. It was T two before that, right? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. True Lies. It was True Lies, oh, right? Right. right. But yes. he had come off a bunch of action movies, right. and people were wondering why he wasn't making another one. And the disaster movie hadn't existed since the seventies, and no one was making them. And he was trying to get financing for this thing, and it was like pretty rough for a while, where he was telling people what he wanted to do, and they were like well like what is gonna like where's the action like what's happening like where are is there fighting and he turns tried, out yes yeah <laughs> he, there Billy will be Zane guns will run and with fighting gun. yeah, yeah well you wonder why that stuff four in there. people will be shot yeah <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. i think he eventually pitches like romeo and juliet in, on the titanic no. at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> But also, Road to Success also has to take some of the enormity of the production into it. Well, uh, it does, because the scuba, movie... The, scuba diving is a little vessel to the bottom of the ocean. Well, that's Incredible. Not, that's not a harder road to discuss. No, but, that's very hard. But the... Uh, you try doing that. Or no. Difficult. But the... Difficult. Um, <laughs> that's right. I didn't think about breathing. There's You're very right. little light. No, but the, <laughs> in, in Titanic's favor is the fact that the movie was delayed several times, went over budget, the press had already... It was supposed to come out that summer, and then it was pushed back to Christmas, and the press had already dubbed it a failure before it came out. And so it breaking those expectations and then just continuing to climb week after week, I think gives uh, Titanic... Also, I think if walk. you're going to say it has a bad script, overcoming that script has to be something you give it credit for. It just has to be. That's the only logical conclusion. Bad script, hampering I'm it, bringing it down. I'm giving the point to Titanic. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I'm giving the point to Titanic. I think I was. I, I do think that's like. I, I know. I know you're just saying that because you're you. Mm. But like, I don't. I don't think that point is entirely without merit. That like it went on to become such a success despite being bad. Uh, which I am glad that you've conceded. I mean, I, well, I feel like that would be different if, like, the critical consensus was that it was no, shitty, I, and yeah. yet it made that much money. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, 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 the, I'm the Joe of the Titanic is bad I already have one Joe. Can no. you not do that? It's very good. And as we've learned from every um, single comic book movie, we don't need a script. We just don't. They all mm. suck. And um, we can just do the cool stuff in the movie, and that's the movie. If it's not going to be that, I mean, go read a book. Go read a book if you want your script, nerd. Come on. I think they've settled Go it. read a book if you want your script. Yeah. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> nerd. I, think that, I think the comic book movies have settled into a great routine where, like, one in four has a script. Yeah. And those ones are particularly good. And then the rest are like Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, mm. <laughs> which, doesn't, uh, which doesn't have a script, and that's fine. <laughs> it's all improvised. <laughs> but, like, occasionally you get a Thor Ragnarok. It started during... Wrote, started like, oh. The first shot of the Captain Marvel movie was uh, Carol going, so this is the 90s. They're like, well, we have to have everything 90s now. All right, so get a blockbuster in here. Yeah. And all I'm just saying, when you, like, a, when yes, you have a... and I can shoot beams. <laughs> yes, and I am an alien in disguise. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We'll save that till the end. <laughs> Well, I will yeah. remind you that the beginning of Captain Marvel is on planet Jude Law. <laughs> and they're in space or something. It's like a train. Planet <laughs> Jude Remember Law. the train? Sky Captain and the planet of yeah. Jude Law. They, like, share a look on a... On yeah, like I a, remember... The yeah. CTA. <laughs> the CTA. That's yeah. right. But when you do have a boat that big, or say a cat person that tall, you don't need a script. You just don't. You just watch oh, the Avatar. thing. You just yeah, watch Avatar. the thing, and it's awesome. And that's it. And that's it. 
the achievement of Avatar is how tall the cat people are. <laughs> also, also, if you really want to talk about the achievement of Avatar, we smuggle. It is smuggling a. It is a. It is smuggling a violently anti-colonialist. Are you having a conversation with yourself now? I well, am. Joe, if you I'm want taking. Have a over, I'm getting the sponsor dollars. <laughs> I want them. Now, are we paid by how much we talk here? No. no. Oh, in fact, oh, in fact, oh. let me check. Uh, we now owe the money for oh, the bullshit you're saying. Well, the, but, but the achievement of Avatar is smuggling a violently anti-colonialist, anti-imperialist story into blockbuster theaters to the point where suburban moms are clapping as blue cat Native American people are stabbing Marines and throwing them off a plane. I mean, the, that's incredible. The Marine incredible. thing is the distinction, that it's a distinctly anti-military, but those other themes, thematic elements, that uh, that, that Avatar has is just what it shares with all the other movies of, that, of those stories, of Pocahontas. So what, they're good themes. Dan- no, but they're I'm saying themes. that's Keep not unique to, ty- to Avatar. Yeah, it's, it's not, Dances it's not- with Wolves is three hours and made $170 million dollars 1990 that was huge too and that is the same thing it's also good very good I watched. have you seen days with wolves yet? sure yeah i liked it a lot actually huh, okay. i watched it recently um no where the fuck are we uh well uh joe has titanic winning in a sweep so far <laughs> which is surprising to me uh we've only done quality and road to success right no there was also a box office uh, the math know. one yeah oh wow. the, well that's just that's just, that's just stats that's just stats it is okay okay all right all right all right yeah all right. uh so we move like on. Legacy of the film itself. Yeah, Legacy okay. of the film itself. Titanic was the number one film in 1997, number one at the box office for 15 weeks, number one film of all time, became the number one film worldwide. 75 on Metacritic, 14 Oscar nominations, 11 Oscars. Toy Story was the number one film in 95, uh, 95 also on Metacritic, four Oscar nominations, including original screenplay, and they gave it an Special Achievement Oscar of its very own. So the legacy of the film itself, which one is more regaled upon, which one is more thought of, which one spawned films of its ilk? Uh, Go ahead. All I'm saying, tonight, after this podcast, I'm watching Mara Schittsville, starring Kate Winslet. Are you caught up? Yeah. I'm not watching Buzz Lightyear tonight. I'm not watching Woody Woodpecker, whatever his name is. Yeah, I'm not watching any of that. I'm watching uh, Rose... Years after the Titanic sank, solving little crimes. It's pretty big. Sure. I feel like if Tom Hanks was also on a show that aired on Sunday nights on HBO, <laughs> <laughs> you would watch that as well, and we could make that argument. But yeah, sure. Uh, he was in Greyhound. Well, no, let me let me. I, I did I did some research though. I did some pretty. I I dug. What do you got? I dug. I dug. In 2009, the box office world was shook yeah. by the release of James Cameron's <laughs> <laughs> Titanic gave us Avatar. What you don't understand is over. The, the second one's all underwater. What you don't understand... <laughs> He's going back to Titanic! They're doing Titanic again! It's phenomenal. I... If Avatar 2 has, Treasure. like, a sight gag about a giant uh, Navi ship oh, that sank like, hundred years ago... Oh, phenomenal. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll, there's the, yeah, I'll there's just some, the there's, the there's some guy in the little circle just going... Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, I did some research. By research, I mean, like, five paragraphs down on Wikipedia. Wikipedia yeah. You ready for this? <laughs> doing research. <laughs> you ready for this? No, right. but uh, we're going to get it all the same. Titanic oh, was it. the first film to reach the billion-dollar mark. It remained the highest-grossing film Joe, of could, all time I could have told you until 
James Cameron's Avatar. I know that. Now Breaking that, news. now that <laughs> is some legacy right there. Toy Story <laughs> changed the medium of animation to what is still the norm today. Okay. It was the first computer the generated. It, it killed hand drawn animation. <laughs> I said that flippantly, but it's a big deal. It is. I it like is. the flat it, it ones. It is how animation is done today. It was the first one to do it. We don't have, and not for lack of trying, but we don't have successful epic romance. No offense to Australia. Successful epic romances anymore offense involving two people. <laughs> That's just because it's too hard. It's too hard. No one else can do it. Only James care. Cameron. That's fine. I don't care. Only James Cameron. The vocal, Shakespeare. The vocal James Cameron. changed the so, way movies are made. So did, so did Titanic. No, it all didn't. That, all that underwater... You said it yourself. It was that. one of the last ones to use practical effects. <laughs> but it used a bunch of digital... Every time Cameron does make a movie, he invents a whole sweeping bunch of effects that other directors glom onto and use. That, that's, Toy, that's, Toy Story, that is Toy true. Toy Story invented... A, I mean, it... it cemented a yeah. style like in the, in the way that like the jazz singer introduced talking i think people talk That's before true. jazz uh but <laughs> <laughs> uh you know toys i will give you this toy story did sell more toys so if we want to go by toy story, story selling toys i think it can win i do think it's ingenious from a, a disney shipbird perspective to be like what's our real goal selling toys yeah. merchandising so what do we make a movie about cut out the fucking middleman cut out the fucking middleman you don't need an action figure of luke skywalker that's a facsimile of a man just sell the goddamn toys directly in the fucking well, movie I mean, so that's the, a genius so shit the toys what in do that we movie th- are actual toys owned that's true by other mr potato a bunch of them are not a bunch of them are not. sketch i mean all the a, money is a plastic t- a plastic t-rex never existed before toy story I do want to say that that is true with uh, the Lion King. They were just like, "What if we just made a stuffed animal movie, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> or that we could all make them stuffed animals?" Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, for for me, it is this is Toy Story's win. I think uh, I th- I think Toy Story definitely has a good case in like its effect on film. I think Titanic has a stronger case in its effect on people, just in that it. It had it had such a long run as the highest grossing movie. So many fucking people saw it yeah. and loved it. Yeah. Leo uh, and Kate. We're well, not that's, there yet. That's We're next. not there yet. We're not Leo there yet. Leo and Kate. We're not that's, there yet. That's, that's legacy that's of the participants. Category. Oh. Legacy of the participants. <laughs> Which sure, Leo and Kate. We'll, Leo. we'll talk about yet. it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I. So yeah, I, th- I I will I will join you uh, because I think Toy Story deserves the love. I. Uh, but I, th- I think I think they basically have equally strong arguments in Titanic and people yeah. and Toy Story and movies, and so I'll give the vote to Toy Story. Joe, well. what about you? I'll do Toy Story. Uh, no, where does that leave us for the final category? Uh, so now you and I have uh, Toy Story and Titanic tied. Joe has Titanic remaining as the victor. So legacy of the participants. Now, obviously, uh, Titanic has Leo and Kate plus. What I would say is the crown jewel in Cameron's crown. Um, the Toy Story argument is the Pixar aspect of it, is that it is the most important film to Pixar, which is one of the most beloved studios in the history of movies. But I do think Titanic has too many cards 
on its side against Toy Story. I think that's right. I think uh, yeah. I think that the I think that the Tom Hanks, the Tim Allen, and the Pixar is huge, and Disney. I mean, and Disney uh, is is huge for Toy Story. But I do think that the Leo, Kate, and Cameron trumpet. Yeah, launching close, launching Leo being James Cameron's like Magnum Trump Opus. card movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Although I do, I do, I, I, I would be on the fence about that one, especially having just talked about changing animation and it basically like minted Pixar, like that. That has become just like a but like the animation yeah. studio in America. So I could see that going to uh, Toy Story as well. I don't think. See, I don't think it matters as much about. And I guess this is the difference, and I, I don't think there's really a solution to this, but, like, I don't think Toy Story means nearly as much to the actors as the studio because all of the people in Toy Story are already people. Like, well, they're already That is true. Everyone. We kind of talked about this before. First of all, it's number one on Alan's filmography. It's, mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's Buzz Lightyear and then, like, the Santa Claus. And he tried to have a film career for many years. Yeah. For I, Hanks, we were talking about, I think it's a top five Hanks character and performance. Yeah, probably. But I, Which I th- is huge. I yeah. mean, he's, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, think, if you're, if you're, yeah. you're going to concede that it's a top five Hanks performance, then that's a, it's a, it's a big part of Tom Hanks' legacy, and he's he's one of, our, one of our greatest stars. Yeah. I guess it is, but I think, like, where you look at, like, it, it's a top five on those guys' things, that would be... I think, like, the feather in the cap, if it were not for, like, what it means to the two star actors from Titanic. I mean, it was, like, that was, like, boy band fame for those two people in the 90s. It was, like, an explosion well, it, that, like... it was like, for one of them, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the one that really wanted it. Like, yeah, I don't think he's ones that wanted to do what Leo did in those, like, following years, but, like, it was... Fuck a bunch of people. Yeah, be part of the pussy posse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Spend a little too it, much I mean, it did make Toby Maguire. Yeah. It did make her, like, a person who could do anything she wanted, yeah, and, yeah. like, I think the... I think, like, being another really recognizable, like, Tom Hanks thing is less important as far as, like, to the participants than just being, like, well, Leonardo DiCaprio went from, like, gilbert grape to like leonardo dicaprio like an absolute like meteoric i mean i do think romeo plus juliet helped yeah yeah that was a big stepping stone for that image of him well it's the same they put him in this i mean i think that's why he got in that movie is it's it's the same role like but i think let's just cement this image yeah in the world's mind you know he's never gone back to that not a single movie has he ever gone back to that. I, he could have been the. I, I would argue, catch me if you can. The beginning parts of that. He's, maybe he's using his looks. He's womanizing. Yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah. but it's not. Same thing with the aviator. But it's not. But catch hour. me if you can is not meant to be. That he, he's using his looks as a womanizer, but he's not. It's not a romance. You're not. No, meant, no. You're not oh, meant so to fall as far as in romance love with goes. Him. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, what I mean. It's, yeah. it's also. It's also in catch me if you can. Like it's an affectation. Yeah. Like that's not who he is that's just like he's what, he's it's like what he's doing yeah. to cash checks or i mean i i, I just more meant the pretty boy image it's that oh, like yeah. the first hour of the yeah. aviator sure sure but like that. he he could have he could have been like but after yeah. those movies like the leading man of every romance rom-com oh, movie yeah, yeah. in history and he clearly wanted to do something else and it, it's yeah, he's, i think I mean, it's what about out. the great gatsby 
Oh, that's where he goes like it's a good one. Yeah, but he's he's also, he's also not in a lot of that. But if you were, it, but, yeah, but if you were if you were in the Great Gatsby really? as that character, he wouldn't have been Gatsby. He would have been the top yeah. Nick. Nick. Yeah. yeah, he would have been Nick. Like that. Yeah, that that's, that's the role that he yeah, would have Nick done. Nick Caro. What's his name? Nick Callaway. Yeah, Nick Callaway. Yeah. yeah, like a seed. Yeah. Daisy. Uh, <laughs> Green eyes. Who was who played Nick in that movie? Uh, who was what? Uh, Spider Man. No, Toby Maguire. Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Reunion. My God. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Forty-five-year-old Toby Maguire. I can't imagine Toby Maguire being like the narrator of a movie and something I'd want to shoot myself for, like more. Like that's just yeah. his little voice, just being like. And then we went here. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't, I don't need this at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to, but like, may, maybe I'll go. I don't even know how to do this one because, like, it, like, I don't know how you weigh like the Pixar stuff against the it's Leo I mean, and it's, Kate it's stuff. stuff I don't know. I think it's got to be Titanic. That is my vote here for sure. Mine as well. Especially because, like, I've, I've said this in past episodes. Uh, this is obviously like the crown of Tim Allen's career, but I don't think that's like that's like <laughs> being that's like being a shiny, crisp of his entire player. career. Yes. The crown of wow. Tim Allen's yeah. career. The crowns of Tim, the crown of Tim Allen's career to me, and I'm a big oh, Tim oh, Allen oh, fan. Oh. Yeah, I love I love Tim Allen. Number number four. You love his politics. I love his politics. <laughs> I think he's right about a lot of stuff. He's your. You love his supplies. I I have been I've been I've been trying to get. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me get through my list. I'm trying to get him to to make a run at a uh, a house rep seat in in mm. Michigan. I think he smart. Think clean up. Yeah. Anyway, so it, number four is home improvement. Just a bunch of signs on lawns that say, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, number, you know, I'm sorry. Number four is Toy Story. Okay. Number three is home improvement. Number one is Santa Claus. Number two number is Santa Claus. Number two is Santa Claus. Number one is the uh, the uh, the mugshot of his cocaine uh, arrest. The, that, Absolute legend. Mustache. Legend. That oh, mustache. my God. Just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't have Tim thought Allen that guy would be. Count. Yeah, <laughs> it's not important when uh, you're just a, a simple blue collar guy watching Home Improvement. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay, I'll go with Titanic then on this one. All right, so Titanic right. wins. Titanic yes. moves on to the yes. working title. It's going to compete for the working title. The uh, the finals. Let's see what it'll face. Uh, the that is the second uh, tournament in a row. No, that some the the drama winner has moved on yeah. to the uh, and the drama and the drama winner won last last year. So we'll see if uh, it takes it this year. It'll face either the one seed, the Justin Lin division winner, Terminator Two Judgment Day, or the four seed. Four seeds are in the final four. The Tony Scott division winner, Speed. Terminator 2 Judgment Day was released July 3rd, 1991. Opening weekend, $31 million, $52 million, five-day. Final gross, 204. Speed was released June 10th, 1994. Opening weekend, $14 million. Final gross, 121. A bigger profit relative to budget. Terminator 2 had a budget of 102. It grossed 517 worldwide. That's a profit of 507. Speed had a budget of $30 million. It grossed 350 a profit of 1168 Very important game one goes to speed here. Yeah, that's big. Does. And, that's uh, big. Yeah. It's weird because that's not like a. That's not a def, like a definitive the 1, number. It's a good number, especially. It's in a this good tournament. number for this for this um, bracket because yeah. this is before worldwide expansion. Most movies made most of their money in North America, sure. so yeah. It's just it's not the kind of number I look at and go like, well, speed's obviously going to win that, right. but it just it just keeps squeaking by. 
I mean, listen, it's it's the only one of our final four to, to be over a thousand. Yeah. Percent. Um, quality of movie. Uh, I, I, they're both classics. They're both masterpieces. I'm going with my gut. I'm going speed. You're going speed. I don't know what else to say. I love speed dearly. What about you, Joe? What do you think? Yeah, there's no question. It's T2 Judgment Day. That's fair. There's, there's an easy way of judging these type of movies that few know about. You take the... The biggest. You compare them to the Mona Lisa. Yes, you compare <laughs> them to the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yes, uh, it's actually very easy. You take um, the the heaviest uh, guy in each one, and you pit them against each other. And in this, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator versus the Bus, and whoever wins is the winner. Arnold wins. T2. If you're talking about a head-on collision, I will argue that I have seen Terminators in their movies get hit by a vehicle and go flying. But they get right back up. That's no problem. I'm just saying, if we're going head-to-head, one moves, (laughs) one doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, I do think think it's T2. I think it's like the... T2 is like as seminal and I think like a sci-fi movie as like Blade Runner. And I think the thing that I think within within its um, genre, it's so important, and I think for a couple reasons. One, again, uh, James Cameron, a total god, uh, and what is so important about Terminator, I think, to, to sci-fi is that it is not uh, an adaptation. It is not based on anything. This is a movie invention. The Academy and- would differ. Technically, sequels would compete oh, with sure. the yeah, screen. Whatever. Based, based Whatever. on the characters in a previous movie. Whatever. Had a very good horror movie that what came a- out a few years ago. <laughs> Terminator is uh, a creation. Everything in Terminator is a creation that does not need speed to rely. Speed based on the famous novel. Yeah. <laughs> well, speed is based on, uh, you know, like... Traffic. Yeah, traffic. It's like a CTA. <laughs> it's a CTA story. That's all it is. It's not it's really... Terminator's about a robot. <laughs> Yes, uh, but we've never seen a robot in the movies. This is very exciting when this came out. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, Terminator rocks it. Uh, I think again, like the invention and the visuals and it, um, the cobbling together of like digital and practical effects, uh, still is amazing in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah, good movie. Like Speed, but I I think Speed is like. Speed speed is so it's funny because it does work as just it's so direct. Mm-hmm. It's it's so narrow in its focus that it's fun. But I think just compared to like all of this all of the things that Terminator does, uh yeah, I gotta go with Terminator. I I think this one is the basically the toughest quality call yet. I think in a vacuum these movies are like basically just as good as each other. So I'm going to give the edge to Terminator 2 uh, in what I think is a very uh, sort of Joey and economics take. <laughs> but it's just the the levels of iconography that Terminator 2 achieved. Are, Skynet. Like, I we, do, s- we say that. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's that I think is uh, just as a tribute. Maybe not just as. It's, it's much more part of the plot of 2 than 1. But like Terminator Two didn't come up with Skynet. Yeah, but like, but but it it well mm. no, but I mean I guess I'm 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 looking at all Terminators, but I think Terminator Two is like 
probably a step above Terminator 1, like, oh, in yeah. terms of quality, in terms of, like, invention. Like, it's one where Ridley Scott started it and, like, James Cameron exploded it into, like... Uh, That's Alien. J- James yeah. Cameron directed... Oh, he directed... Yeah. Did he do both? Did yeah. he do both? Yeah, Cameron oh, okay, did both, my bad. but only Aliens... No, but Terminator. Who did? Yeah, no, James Cameron. James Cameron did both. Oh, I didn't. Really, oh, yeah. I guess yeah, I got those mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Terminator Two, think a huge step up, and just like I agree that the iconography is like, it's like a mythic status in like all movies, all like sci-fi stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would rather watch Terminator One. Really? really? Yeah. Why? Huh. I I just I like the. Uh, I like I like sort of the like the monster. He's intimidated stuff. by women with muscles. You don't, but T yeah. two has the monster in the liquid metal. Yeah, I mean it, it does, but it's not like it's not straight. It's, yeah, it's not so much like a scary yeah. threat so much Plus as like a, I thought he was. I thought he was much scarier. Plus, it's, it's got the kid that you know. Yeah, no, it doesn't like the kids. That's, that's, oh, sure. that's true. He's gonna blow him away. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough line. Uh, harder road to success. I think this is speed. I think the Terminator Two was billed as the biggest movie of all time. It had the biggest budget, the revolutionary special effects, and it lived up to the hype. And everybody saw it. And I think Speed was more of a surprise hit with people that were not established stars and a first-time director. So I give Speed harder road to success. With yeah, I think that I think that one's undebatable. Yeah. I think it's got to be Speed. I mean, T Two. I, I my bad on Ridley Scott versus Gene Cameron, but it had an enormous director already attached to it. Mm-hmm. It already had the it success had the of Terminator. Star in the world. Yeah, it had the biggest star in the world. There yeah. was, if it would have failed, it would have like ended careers. Like right. it, it was, it was like such a sure thing. And so, it's yeah. one of those where like the first movie made like thirty nine million dollars. It wasn't a hit. But through home video, which really boomed in the 80s, people caught up with it. And as Arnold became bigger and bigger, people sought out Terminator and it got played on TV and shit. So by the time it came out, it wasn't like an aspect of like, well, that one flopped the first time. How is this one going to do? There was precedent. All right. Everyone loved Terminator. What about you? Uh, I think, yeah, my, my vote is speed here as well. Legacy of the Films. Terminator 2 is the number one film in 1991. Number three film worldwide. 75 on Metacritic. Six Oscar nominations and four Academy Awards. Speed has a 78 on Metacritic. Three higher than Terminator. Three Oscar nominations and two Academy Awards. Um, I think this is Terminator. I I, I think that what this means to the science fiction genre, to sequels, um, outweighs that of Speed. Here. Well, what's incredible here is that you have two great action movies that have managed to produce some of the greatest sequels of their own as well. Terminator Rise of the Machines, Terminator Genesis, Speed 2. Incredible stuff. I mean, incredible stuff. It only gets better in these franchises. And I think that's a big a big part of why their legacy lives on. Is when you, I can't believe you're skipping over, uh, you know... Who do you think you are? Get oh, that's Australian. Sorry. Yeah, I Get think out that's of my why fucking I am. Light. Oh yeah, uh, I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Christian Bale, Salvation. Oh, Square Terminator Salvation. Guy. I'm sorry, Terminator Salvation. Uh, I'm trying to do a scene here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you think you are? <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yeah. We we would have never been able to fry Christian Bale's brain. Shut the fuck up. So I just think it's, it's incredible great. that to this day, when it's you great. see those franchises. You know the next big thing is coming. Boom. Drop it. Yeah. Joe, did you see Terminator Dark Fate? 
I think I saw it with you guys. No. No? Came out in 2019. Oh, I must have seen it with... No, I... Oh. No, I saw Genesis maybe with you guys. No, we saw it at the Rainers. Yeah, Genesis we saw. Genesis. So Genesis had Danny... Game of Thrones, right? right. Uh, perfect Dark, movie. Dark Fate, Dark Fate. The Return of Linda Hamilton. Dark Fate. No, I didn't see it. I didn't it's see good. that. Well, yeah, would it surprise you to learn? It's good. <laughs> it would. It yeah, would. I didn't it see it because me too. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to God, the Terminator movies. I loved them so much as a kid. I, 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 I also was, think Rise of the Machines is defensible. I, I do mm, like Rise of. The Machines. I was just but, hurt so much by those. Like I just remember seeing Rise of the Machines yeah, and not well, understanding what what was going on. Like it didn't even it didn't even understand what Terminator. He's like walking around in in like the daylight and it's just like because like there's a lot of time in the daylight in two it, yeah more in two but that's in that's it's the same jump actually in some ways from um alien to aliens yeah. as it is from terminator to t2 mm-hmm. where it was a horror movie yeah. right and it becomes an action movie but yeah. even in t2 there's still a lot of like horror elements even in some daylight stuff right. and kills kids mom. yeah yeah exactly and even some of the framing they use like darker colors in Rise of the Machines, it's I, just like running around in broad daylight in a cemetery with an M, with like a machine gun. It doesn't make any sense, but it's anyway. Fighting one of the fembots from Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, got a great yeah. ending. Yeah. It's got a great downer ending. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what, what was this question again? Uh, Legacy the, of the film itself. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, so it is. Uh, my point was it's funny that both of these franchises suck after these movies, <laughs> but That's true. I do think, yeah, T2. Yes, yeah, yeah it's, got, it's Terminator 2. All right. Legacy of the Participants. Now, this is where I'm giving it to speed. I think that... Go on. Well, I, I Keanu and, and Sandy. Keanu had Point Break. He had Bill and Ted. This is what solidified him as an action star. We don't get him in The Matrix without this. We don't get him in John Wick without this. And Sandra Bull... This is her entire career, is thanks to speed. She was in Demolition Man. She was in maybe another thing as a, as a, a side character. This was her big break. This exploded her onto the scene. This launched Sandra Bullock's career. She's still one of the the biggest draws at the box office even now. Terminator, um, you know, I do think it's second in Cameron's filmography. It's like right there with Titanic as his most important work. Uh, I think it's the best movie that Schwarzenegger's made, but Schwarzenegger's got a bunch of solid ones people talk about anyway. Uh, I think that it is the Bullock factor here, combined with the counter, that gives speed the legacy for the participants. I think that's a great argument. I would shoot back with a couple things. Also, John DeBont. His oh, first sure. Movie. I would shoot back with your forgetting Edward Furlong's career, which um, I think is, as a, a quote-unquote movie fan on your behalf, I think that's pretty absurd. Uh, but no, I would give it to... I think that's exactly right like keanu and sandra bullock are like the leo and kate of like this debate like it launched them we would never have gotten the blind side without this and i don't i mean we would have never forgotten we never would have gotten um that movie that i would hope the title would have come to me what was that shitty one two weeks notice the lake house no 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 no. the (laughs) one where she plays the fixer that nobody saw. Came out in the middle of her height. Is that not the the of she plays the fixer? It was I'll find it. It was it, thinking it, of pulp fiction? No. That was Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was came out in the when I say her height, I mean the middle of gravity and the like her just like hit after hit after hit, and then she came out with this movie and everyone was like, What the fuck is this? Oh god, the the yeah, she plays the fixer. Politics thing. Yes, it's called Our Brand Is Crisis. Oh, that's right. Thank that's right. you. That's right. Thank you. That's everybody. right. 
that like wildly offensive political film about yeah, like infiltrating about other, other elections. And, like, yeah. yeah, that that thing that people are like yeah. that that people see and go, that's funny, America. And then like Russia hacks an email and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that I, that's that's, right. that's what it is. But anyway, here's, yeah, totally right. Without uh, all right, so uh, here's here's my case for in Terminator's favor. Okay, just for the sake of uh, for the sake of making the argument, I don't know that that's my vote. Okay, but here we go. I uh, I think I I would argue personally that Terminator Two is is my example of James Cameron's Mount Rushmore hmm. because I think it is the perfect blend. Of his like enormous blockbuster sensibilities uh, that he really he really graduated into in Terminator Two, uh, and also him making good movies, which I think after Terminator Two he kind of left behind. Uh, <laughs> True Lies doesn't do it for me. Titanic doesn't do it for me. Avatar is bad. Wrong. Uh, I do I do agree I do I do want to say I think you're right as far as like what the when most people watch it with the consensus best James Cameron movie is, it is yeah. T2. But I do think that's still like James Cameron making movies for an audience. And I think what's interesting about like Titanic and Avatar is what happens when you really let a guy make a movie that is just 100% totally what he wants and being and just letting a guy have all the money in the world to make the movie that is really kind of for an audience of one just to be like well i love shipwrecks and this is the best shipwreck or like well uh what if we like uh what if i make like a super i hate america movie on a planet with blue cats like you can't get that stuff when it's like when you're not James Cameron. So I do think we're, I think it's like his, is like consensus best movie. But I think as far as like the, uh, quintessential James Cameron movie, I, I lean more towards like Titanic and Avatar. Cause it's just like the, the yeah, rope has th been cut and he I can think, do I anything. Think that, I think that's like, that's certainly who he would go on to be. And I don't, I don't even think Terminator 2 is his best movie. I said, I like Terminator more. I just, I think it is the perfect blend of the two, yeah. sort of like great mini careers he's had mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, nice i also think just to the arnold point like you mentioned that he does have like a number of other roles that people remember him fondly for uh, and i think that's true but i think his time as the terminator is just like so far eclipses all of the rest of them that uh like what his role as the terminator i think is the most important thing to his career mm. Uh, his movie career, at least. Yeah, well, let's talk about this because movies aren't margin. movies aren't everything, right? And he cut it They're not everything, <laughs> and we wouldn't have the Governor. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have the name the Governor without movies. We, but that's. But I'm saying, Terminator transcends film. Terminator installed the legacy, the a movie. Governor the in. Of the movie the california state house and it probably a future president so speed promoted the 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 the, the, the public transportation in los angeles <laughs> yeah yeah poorly and, and, now, and now they've got a great bus system maybe <laughs> well, got, I'm pretty sure all those fine. buses speed now yeah. yeah i i think i yeah i think it's tough and it, it really doesn't matter anyway because you two have both voted speed here which is uh 
may be right. Uh, I can see the guy. I can see like I mean if you like if you're gonna say if we all agree that um, Terminator and especially T two is just like has mythic iconography. The Terminator is the mythic icon, the most mythic iconography in the whole thing, and it is like impossible to separate from Schwarzenegger. And I could see an argument there, like yeah. like you know, Terminator versus Conan versus Commando. Like it's it's obviously Terminator as far as like what he is. I, don't know. I think at this point, Total Recall is pretty much pretty up there with his sci-fi reputation with Terminator. People love it. It is, but I think like if you if you ask somebody to be like, uh, name a character that guy played. If they said name a character, yes. I said if they named Schwarzenegger movies, I don't know if it's the first one. That I don't. I'm not saying you're wrong because I obviously don't know either. I would just I would be gobsmacked if like Family Feud style Terminator wasn't the number one answer. But like. Might like be the number one. I, do, I don't know if it's gonna have like seventy out of a hundred. This is this okay. is good to know in case we're all on Family Feud and Brian is up there, and they get the Schwarzenegger. My arms are folded. And now, <laughs> and now, yeah, I refuse to yeah. buzz. No, now, I, if I buzz it, I'm just like we all. Total Recall. We all know. Terminator. We all know to do Total Recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fast money. What's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that Brian would think? Can of you right? imagine how the audience maybe would maybe Total Recall? Can you imagine how the audience collateral? How the audience would boo you if you said Total Recall for the first Schwarzenegger <laughs> one? No, I would, I would panic and go, uh, collateral damage. Collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Kindergarten Cop! Oh, the one where he oh was... my god. Well, Kindergarten Cop is the number one Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. movie. Oh my Kindergarten god. Kindergarten Cop, Predator, Junior Twins. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. As, as far as I'm concerned, all big parts of his career the one do, where not, he... do not hold a candle to his time. As the metal guy who will be back. It's not the Tuma! <laughs> I don't know. I say that four times a day. <laughs> I know Jingle do. all the way. Ah, oh, another great one. Oh, that movie's amazing. Another one that is, unlike James Cameron... Jimmy! Jimmy! Unlike, unlike James Tuma Cameron man. with Avatar, which was intentionally anti-capital, anti-imperial... That movie is unintentionally anti-capitalism yeah. by showing you the dystopia of Christmas. Yeah. And there's no sicker... It's more... also anti-postal service. Yeah. There's no sicker or more stomach-churning movie than watching Jingle All the Way with your family, which I make my family do every Christmas and oh, shout classic. at the screen about why everything is so bad. It's so... I the, love the, that the fact that, that The fact that Turbo Man goes, Jamie! Yeah. And the kid goes, he knows my name is <laughs> Dad! <laughs> my Austrian father... Uh, Jamie, it's Turbo Man. Uh, it's He's a great. Um, like what's his name? Phil. Uh, Phil uh, Hartman. Phil Hartman's so good in that. Him trying just, to get after. Why are you voice. eating my life's cookies? Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Him eating that cookie, going. Mm, <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really fond of any movie in which professional wrestler appears, and the Big Show is in. Uh, yeah, he plays one of the Santas. Oh, no, really? Yeah. yeah. Him and Tom Arnold, isn't it? Isn't Tom Arnold? One? No, Big Show is one of the. Already uh, laying. One of the. Big Show is one of the mailmen. When he gets to the fight at the, uh, he's, oh, yeah. he's like the ringer. Yeah. He's like, yes, I will fight you. And then the Big Show walks out and he's like, oh no. <laughs> is it Michael McKean? The uh, the who's the DJ? That I don't remember. <sighs> the DJ is great. I'll find it. Who are you voting for, Noah? I, I'm. 
Just, just, just throw, throw a bone to, to, to speed. Uh, or to Terminator. A, yeah, I'm going to throw a bone to Terminator because yeah. uh, speed did win. Speed one? Yeah, speed no. one. Yeah. All of it? Yeah. We no, need to I redo mean, this. No. We need to, speed won the round? Speed That's won absurd. The round. That's absurd. <laughs> we need to redo this. The this four is seed takes out yet another one seed. That's it takes absurd. down Terminator 2. It will face... Can it do it one more time? Can it take out another one seed? It would be its fourth yeah. one seed <laughs> defeat and take out Titanic Are, in the finale next week. Incredible. Are we sure there isn't... Perhaps, maybe a short or like a first cut of a Shrek movie that we could <laughs> sneak in here at the end to have Shrek just sit on all these movies. And Shrek just unfortunately came out in two thousand and one. That's bullshit. So we cannot uh, do it. It's not. I, maybe there's like a Shrek zero or like mm. you know something they work on. Shrek point five. Yeah, Shrek point five. Uh, we could just do Wayne's World. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we didn't have Kane Wayne's, versus Wayne's World was in the contention. We didn't end up. Yeah, I know. We draft, could bring it back. Wayne's World is great. So it was the second one. There'll be a pivot. There we like have the it. Last chance the final two films. Madness. The winner of the Spike Lee division, the one seed Titanic, will take on the w- the winner of the Tony Scott division, the four seed Speed next week. Incredible. So, uh, what's what's the hmm. sorry? What's your um the Twitter handle for this pod? It is at box office. Y'all know where to send those complaints. You heard it right I tell, there. I tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't. I don't love. I don't love that result. Much like I didn't love uh, Toy Story over Jurassic Park. Yeah, we got We got to get Jurassic Park v Titanic up here. That, Let's redo I mean, this. I mean that that would have been uh, that would have been the semifinal. It could never. But I think that's, Speed that's versus Titanic. I see these years with Titanic is very interesting. It I agree. A lot of fun. I think. I think. I think it makes for better. Yeah, it's content. definitely unexpected. That's for sure. And uh, if Speed wins, speed. I think that's a fine choice for the best blockbuster. Of the night. sure, Speed fucking good. Uh, some box office news. Spiral from the Book of Saw opened with $8 million. Obviously not what they wanted, but, you know, this is a... This is what a, they deserved. It's the, <laughs> uh, Why is there a Book of Saw? What are we, we talking about? We haven't seen the movie yet. We'll let you what know. What are we talking about? We'll let you know when Joe, we see did it. you see the Book of Henry? I'm sorry uh, to derail this too much. You, we'll yeah, you did point. show that, that one to me. Okay. And, yeah, uh, bad. I think it's similar. It's just all... I mean, what's the... What's a book of Saw? We'll There's a bunch it. of movies of We're Saw. We're going to see it. We'll let you know. There's a book? I guess. don't understand. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, like what, what the fuck are you talking about? It's the lowest grossing opening weekend of the franchise. That uh, says but, something but, so uh, disgusting. Spiral based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> I think that that opening is fair. I think that in normal times, that's probably what we would open it to. Obviously, everyone's hoping for a little more as theaters trying to come back. Things are overperforming, so Spiral is hoping to catch on to some of that. The issue is is that Saw, while a behemoth, four consecutive Saw movies, Noah, in four consecutive years opened to plus $30 million, yeah. which is incredible. But they tried to reboot this uh, four years ago with Jigsaw. That opened to sixteen. And now we have another reboot. Chris Rock is not a draw at the box office. And so this didn't do well. I don't think the pandemic really is to blame for this. I think that if theaters were operating as normal, we'd be looking at, what, the second week of Black Widow going with Saw? And yeah. I think that it would still get crushed. Yeah, I do I think, think there's an interesting marketing campaign with Saw as well, hmm. because or with Spiral, because all of the Saw movies had like very specific types of marketing with them, like hamming up 
the horror, the gore, right. even the posters with like feet was, and shit. And, yeah, the, the, the posters the poster were all the, the fucking puppet. Right, the puppet. No, no, the, the posters were always a disembodied, you know, for the third one, it was three teeth hanging from a string. Yeah. Okay. From the, the... But the puppet the was involved was with stuff like, in trailers. Yes. But, oh, yeah, no, the yeah. puppet was Spy- big. But my, Spiral my... has, like, almost disconnected itself from the franchise. Like, people, I remember when the poster dropped and stuff a while ago and some of the, the trailer stuff, people were talking, like, pretty feverishly on Twitter about how, like, you know, if you don't look hard... You don't even know this is a Saw movie. Like, right, except that, you yeah. don't see any of that. So it's kind of an interesting campaign. I wonder if they were going after like a different audience or like I wonder if the content of the movie is so, different. Know, like I don't know. It's it's re- directed by Darren. I forgot the rest of his name. Three names. He directed. This is his fourth Saw movie. He's directed. So he's back. He's sicko. And it's and it 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 has traps in it and shit. So it's not dissimilar, but. Um, it is interesting that they they're trying to play it more as the the interesting characters, the detective, mm-hmm. as opposed to the killer. Because right. Jigsaw is what we came for for the other one. Yeah. Um, but also, I I mean, the biggest marketing point for me that I always remember from high school and shit, and the most powerful one was if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. And so you knew that every Halloween you were getting a Saw movie. It was like clockwork. I didn't know you that. were expecting it. Yeah, that was what it was on all their trailers. If it's Halloween, it must be Saw. I think I only saw two. I, I found them. Revolting after that. Oh yeah, no. I don't know how I, people I, went to see those movies. I've not seen any of them in theaters. I've watched all of them at some point, uh, and uh, yeah, I've never had just like uh, just very a, uncomfortable. A, I think perhaps mentally disturbed friend who would, when you were hanging out with him, put on the Saw movies, uh-huh. and he would fast forward Forgot. to all the torture parts, and it would be like, hey, let's watch this movie, and it'd just Wait, be the, like constant carnage like, what's parts. wrong with you why are you yeah, doing this Carrie Elvis was in i guess movie. Yeah. you know yeah. well yeah for me it's also my least favorite type of horror is like the yeah. screaming agony part of it yeah. so this is what they they revel in that so it's always tough for me but um it didn't do well people thought it would do also didn't open very wide you know no since everything's been closed we have two movies that are in 3000 plus theaters Saw is in 2800. Uh, Wrath of Man dropped 55. That's pretty big for just what's going on currently. Yeah. Uh, 14 million total. It'll probably get to over 20. Um, and then anything else to note? Uh, not really. Oh, Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's two and a half hour Netflix movie is in theaters for a week before it premieres on uh, Netflix. On when is it dropping? On Netflix? Yeah. Uh, this Friday. Awesome. Jumped know. from HBO to Netflix. We should all watch it. What a it. god. Sure. I mean, my, my, I can't, my I, can't, I can't wait for us to watch it. It's in theaters now, but it's leaving theaters, I think. It's only for a week. But that that had a decent showing. I don't know why it's on this list, but uh, the, that did okay. They actually released numbers for it, which is odd, because as we know, Netflix doesn't release their box office right. numbers. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on. Uh, Noah, what do you have for us? I Well, I did want to just box office-wise, uh, yeah talk briefly about those who wish me dead yes thank you that also uh, opened and uh that opened to two million that opened in over three thousand theaters complete bomb and this is an interesting point because this is one of those netflix hbo max releasing at the same time as in theaters right obviously that didn't impact kong godzilla vs kong or really mortal kombat uh or really tom and jerry but that was before theaters were really open this is the first one that hasn't done well since theaters have opened, and I think it's a case of just the marketing. Who yeah, knew it was coming I, I, out? Yeah. Who knew what it was about? And so people decided to watch it at home. So I, I, I don't think it's a discredit to the, what they're doing. Like This is like, oh, now 
now we're getting into the normal of what these HBO Max right. movies I, are going to do. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Because I think you're going to get a lot of talking points about like, ah, see, Here you HBO go. Max yeah, it's starting. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Right. I was like, no. The, I don't think anybody was, was going to no, see no it. No one was going to see Those Who Wish it's, Me Dead. It's possible that in, in a, a normal time, you know, Angelina Jolie returning to the only genre that she can do well in a movie, which is like action film. Sure is possible for like a comeback kind of role for her. And if that was marketed that way, this could have done well in a normal time. But what was she in? She's those who wish oh, me Oh, is dead. she really? Yeah. I didn't yeah, even yeah, know she's that. She's like wow. the, the star. Yeah. Didn't even know it. But yeah. um, That's because of the marketing, Joe. See, I've, I, ju- I've seen almost nothing for it. Tyler Sheridan. Oh, we talked about that on the right up. <laughs> I'm praying for Angie in that movie with him at the helm. I, I hate to think what he's going to do. I don't know her. if this is a spoiler. It might be. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> she dies horribly. <laughs> no, there's a Mar- Mark Rennie, who's the host of a podcast I really like called Two Old Queens, is on Letterbox. Okay. Who and he he reviews some movies and his blurbs are always just like a sentence or two. And yeah. his blurb on this, he gave it one and a half out of five stars, and he said Angelina Jolie gets struck by lightning twice in this film. <laughs> <laughs> and I, well, so I I know that second time is going to be at the end, and she's probably going to. There'd be no one. Funny. There's like no one I'd be less comfortable. Um, putting in, in like, like a, a forest fire. In, 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 well, in like a room with just like any woman than Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Like he would find a way to kill her just immediately. He'd be like, "Why are you or, alive?" Or, What's or going he'd on be like, here? "I'm writing a scene about how you're wearing a thong." Yeah. So just real, get ready real for that. It's good. Listen, it's good. It shows the difference between you and this woman. Listen, yeah. Emily Blunt's character in Sicario uh, lived. <laughs> That's true. I didn't didn't live. Or didn't stick around for the sequel, which he very auspiciously wrote. Yeah, any yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is the thing about Taylor Sheridan is that he's got like equal claim to like great and really bad. Hell or High Water and Sicario are great. Yes, I do, I do think are. some of those yep. things are like like Love I don't know. Everyone knows that like directors help rewrite parts of things and oh, yeah. clean up things, yeah. and he worked with good directors on both of those. True. And I think when he is struck out as a director and therefore, I think, had more creative control over his content and his script, I think you see, like, what he's bringing and it's a lot oh, less. Yeah, I see. Uh, I didn't realize that he was also directing Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Mc- David McKenzie directed that. Yeah, uh, yeah David McKenzie, Hell or High Water. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah again, okay, a good, that's, that's a good experience, I, I, I do think Taylor Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan has a lot of, like, directed by Aaron Sorkin energy to him. Oh, yeah. And that, like, there's yeah. there's a lot of potential for greatness here, and maybe you don't know how to realize that mm-hmm. once you've written it down. Yeah. Who directed Sicario 2? One of the worst films uh, of that year. That guy whose name I've forgotten. Uh, You're not good. I'm surprised you would even know Ste- his name. Stefano Salima. Yeah. Who uh, directed something else that I'd recently thought about. <laughs> I recently <laughs> thought of it. Recently came into my head. He, he didn't do Without Remorse, did he? No, he did. That was yeah. That's, boom. Fact, uh, boom. Did you watch Without Remorse, Joe? I sure did. It was dull. Yeah, it was pretty dull. It was dull, it was but deep, again, deep dull. I thought deep, it would be worse. I, did you get to that point where we were in the middle of that firefight and you were like, "Is this?" I was wondering, "Is this the climax?" Yeah, of the no, movie? totally. I was wondering. Who are they fighting? Right. This, They've never shown scene, us an enemy. That scene is clearly, they? they find information that leads us to the climax. Yeah. And instead, I checked, and like, this scene is still going on, and we yeah. have 25 minutes left? Yeah. Okay. It, not good. And uh, it's shocking. It, not shocking. It's just interesting that, like, Tom Clancy has a million things to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. 
And at one point, they were, like, adapting them really well. Like, they were churning them out with Harrison Ford. They were rocking the Jack Ryan. It was awesome. There's I, like did, a, I didn't hate Shadow Recruit. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, there, there's, like, a formula here you could kind of yeah. use. Why? How did you fuck it up like this? Like, how? Like it, it's shocking how poorly the movie hangs together. Like, individually, some of the stuff is okay. The, the the action is not that's like what's interesting it's horrible but like it's it's so funny how the movie moves and progresses and doesn't doesn't really direct you to understand no, like okay I, well this is this is where we're coming from and where we're going it's like really messy well let me let me let me posit this and i don't i haven't really seen any any of the jack ryan movies uh but i know that they star Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin and Chris Pine that one time. Ben mm-hmm. Affleck too. One ben time. Affleck, yeah, sure. Fears, yeah. I, so I imagine that here and there, once or twice, someone like makes a little quip or like a jab, yeah. sure. or like Harrison Ford goes yeah. like these people yeah. <laughs> uh, in a way that's kind of funny. And fucking without remorse was just the grimmest shit. Well, you'll yeah. Ever see. Here, here's here's one big difference with without remorse, especially compared to some of the uh early clancy adaptations the ones with harrison ford and the jack ryan stuff he is a cia analyst he's not an ass kicker he's not a soldier with without remorse is about the guy i believe get my my clancy verse right about the guy who creates oh it is because they say at the end who creates the rainbow Rainbow six Six. team yeah like and the thing that tom clancy the author loves and if you read his books you will be bored as shit too yeah because he's a like i think he's a veteran like a a guy who just loves the bureaucracy of the military so there's just like hundreds of pages of him outlining like these bureaucracies and these like dense dense topics of like military stuff that don't translate well so that's like where the rainbow C- rainbow six stuff is at and yeah it was just a very different tone it was like the the um early stuff with like harrison ford was much more like a fish out of water story an analyst caught up in like yeah he a, also isn't like an action yeah he's not an action yeah. star yeah yeah and it, it was very he different rarely so I, uses yeah. guns and stuff. right so like i think that was a big difference here and what this movie needed to be was like uh i don't even know directed by someone who is like excellent at action like yeah. it and it, it it wasn't and it was like confusing it was, watching it, was it. Really dull. i want to talk yeah. about the ending when we're off mic because yeah. i don't want to give anything else away All what right. was the name yeah. of that character though who said this is my name? No, no jokes, and it was just a normal name. Uh, no, that's <sighs> left me completely. There go there other names, no and, and he says like he's like, this guy's like my name is Nigel. I don't want to hear any oh, jokes. Yeah, it was it was Seymour. <laughs> yeah, and he goes no <laughs> yeah. jokes, and out loud I was like what somebody, jokes? Somebody's gonna do like Seymour butts. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, no like, one uh, sings. Skinner. No one sings suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, yeah. I've heard it a thousand times. All right, no. Do you have anything anyway, Well, yeah, it's time to play everyone's latest favorite game. Did it make more or less than Shrek Forever After's opening weekend? Our first time doing that in person. Yeah, and first time doing it in sync, I think. Yeah. Uh, we all know how to play. I'll name a movie. <laughs> Joe, listen up. And you tell me. Shrek! 
Whether it's total gross. Holy shit, this is about Shrek. <laughs> Shrek more or less than Shrek Forever After's opening weekend. So he's going to give us a movie. We tell him whether that movie's total gross is more or less than what Shrek I, made. I think I got it. I think I got it. We'll see. <laughs> For a bonus point, you can choose to either name the movie's director or an unspecified number of cast members chosen by me. Are you ready to play? So do you want to work as a team or as individually? Do I want to compete. Okay. All right. I don't know how you're going to figure that out, Noah, but go ahead. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll track your score separately. Okay, go ahead. And, uh, I'll wait for final answers before I reveal. We should text you the people in it then. No, so. that's fine. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, the first movie is The Green Hornet. Did The Green Hornet make more or less than Shrek Forever After's opening weekend? More. Less. Got a final answer of more and a final answer of less. Point goes to Joe. It's more. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not good at Big that Green part. Hornet fan here. A lot of we'll see in a, a lot of time researching on Joe. That since one. you won, I will let you pick whether you want to guess the uh, the director or an unspecified number of cast members. Oh, I didn't understand that part of the game. Yeah, do you? If you don't know who directed the Green Hornet, then you have to choose uh, to name a certain number of cast members. No, but, okay. but the, the but the number's chosen by you. Yes, oh. I, I choose the number. Um, what I think is reasonable. I don't think I know who directed it. Okay. Despite saying I'm a huge Green Hornet fan, okay, which was a lot. So, so how many people? Cast. I'm going to go with director. So how many you people do you want to give him? Uh, it's, I'm going to need four cast members oh, from the Green luck. Hornet. No, I have like Seth Rogen. <laughs> That's it. Sure, Seth Rogen. <laughs> I I can do three. Christoph Waltz, Cameron Diaz. I did, can't remember anybody else. Yes. Uh, Michelle Gondry directed that movie. Yes, he oh, did. Oh, good lord, which that's right. Super I forgot weird. About that. Thank you. Uh, We're the, tied. The, the Green Hornet also features. Uh, Tom Wilkinson, David Harbour, Edward James Olmos, and uh, part of the reason why I chose it, Edward Furlong. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so yes, it is one point to one, and we move on to our second film, The Strangers. <laughs> Did it make more or less than Shrek Forever After's opening weekend? More. Less. Uh, the correct answer is less. Despite it going on to spawn a sequel. I'm going to go with uh, uh, cast, and you better be fucking polite. Uh, I am going to be fucking polite uh, because, well, first of all, Joe, do you know who directed The Strangers? Uh, no. All right, so, Joe, do you want to do... If we could do cast, we could just text you, or Joe could write it on his phone and just show you, and I'll say mine. I'm not going to know anyone in that cast, so I'll write nothing on my phone. I... I would, in fact, only like one cast member from the Strangers. Oh, I could do both of them. Oh, you can. First well, of all, Liv Tyler. Oh, yes. I could is, have done one. Is, is the other one Scott Speedman? Yes. You yeah. only need one? Can I still do one? It's not <laughs> one of those. You Do you know another person? Yes, I do. Go ahead. More possible. Glenn Howerton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Glenn He's Howerton. the bunny that comes in and gets killed. Glenn Howerton is always sunny. Ah, uh, in uh, the movie. The- See, oh, I remember like watching that movie and just like being bored as shit. How and then I was like, "Hey, him? Glenn Howerton." They said they killed them because they're not. They weren't because ho- they were home. Glenn Howerton wasn't home. He showed up after. <laughs> you're they right. Should have been alone. killed. You're right. You're Those right. fucking no morals pieces <laughs> of shit. I, uh, the director of the Strangers, uh, Brian Bertino, mm-hmm. has uh, only directed. Uh, Four Seventeen things. movie. Okay. No, he's only directed, only directed four things. Four things. Uh, he directed The Strangers, something called Mockingbird, which I've never heard of and is not uh, that's, uh, relevant that's, to this list. That's that. Uh, that's a Katniss movie. No, it's got some oh, kind of like, guy in a clown mask oh. on the front. Uh, he would then go on to direct The Monster, 
Which Brian, you would recognize Garbage. as that bad movie. Have, do you know what that is? It's with the um, what's her name? Zoe. A monster calls. No. no. Oh. What's, what's that? What's her name? Zoe. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Zoe, Zoe Kazan. Zoe Kazan. <laughs> Elia Kazan. No, that's. It is. Yeah. I don't watch it, the. I don't watch the granddaughters of traitors and anything. It, <laughs> it Traitor. is. It is. Garbage. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, it was quite bad. Uh, even though it has like a decent reputation, and then he directed uh, the Dark and the Wicked from last year, which I thought was uh, quite good, there especially go. coming from the, the director of guy. the monster. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good job on that Thank to you. both of you. Our final film. Well, I got them both right. Is uh, yeah, one. but Joe, Joe picked one. out Glenn yeah. Howard. I'm, I'm currently <laughs> winning. Uh, our final film is The Dukes of Hazard. Did The Dukes of Hazard make more or less? More. More, more for Brian as yeah. well. You're both correct with more. Yeah. Uh, it did make more. It did pretty well, surprisingly well, for being the Dukes Bad. of Hazard. I yeah. uh, can either of you name the director of that film? No. I, could, I could do the cast though. All right. Uh, I I only need one. Just give me one for the cast. Right, I shouldn't well, have to answer more. Than well, five. I'm looking for uh, too too low of a number with how confident you are. <laughs> I'm not uh, confident. You Pick just, a low number. You just, you just, you just casually threw away. I can do the cast. <laughs> Pick a whole number. I can't do the director, so I have to do the cast. No, it's three. Three people? Uh, I can yeah, definitely, really do. Just I can definitely three. do three people. Yeah, of course. I'd, Joe, you got him? Or there no? wasn't, yeah, there I was, got him. There wasn't a fourth I got him. that I could... All right, Joe, we'll do them one at a time. You go first. Jessica Simpson. Okay. Yes. Johnny Knoxville and... Uh, Jessica Simpson's jean shorts. <laughs> no. Does that mean Joe forfeits his point? <laughs> no, I should, get a, I should get more guesses. Go. Uh, the car. <laughs> Name that car. Uh, name the racist car. car. Okay, you can't even name the General <laughs> Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the racist car covers it, to be honest. Sean William Scott. Yes. Uh, that movie. Burt was... Reynolds also in it. Yes. He, he do a cameo. Boss Hog. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by J. Chandra Shekhar. Oh, Broken Lizard. Thought, yeah, which I thought yeah. was neat. Yeah. Uh, so that was a uh, very st- television director. Very huh? strong outing from Brian. Five points. Missed on the Green Hornet, unfortunately. But uh, the rest of them knocked out of the park. And finally, we, uh, we're coming and going from a theater near you. Uh, are you guys ready to go back in time? Yeah. To 2003. Mm. So, this is, a, this is a big one. We've got one movie. It's May 16th, 2003. Mm. Show right what came out that day. <laughs> it's right in my wheelhouse, too. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Shrek 2, baby! No. Ah. No. Oh. no, it was a year after. <laughs> that, would, that would have been fun, though. Son of a bitch. I should, I should, Shrek I should, 1! I should have saw no, it. No, it was two years Shrek. before. <laughs> there wouldn't have been one. Uh, shit, that's right in my wheelhouse. I know. Oh, God. It's a, it's a big release, too. Is it? Yeah. Hmm, hold on, then. I know X2 had come out already. It had. That opened the summer. Oh, of course. Spider-Man 2. No. No, The Matrix Reloaded. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Open on a Wednesday for some reason. So, yeah. Do you want... I'm giving you the three-day. Yeah. 90. 91. Yep. Yeah. Joe, it, would you have known that it made 91? Million dollars? Yeah. Definitely. On opening okay. I know everything about The Matrix 2. On opening weekend. Over the Starring Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And? You know what? <laughs> name, name how many people. Glenn Howard. 
Actually, yeah. Boom! He played that little wimpy guy in Zion who was like, I want to be... I love Neo! <laughs> yeah. Was anybody, was anybody else in it? He didn't really, right? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was going to uh, be blown. Unfortunately, no, and that was part of the downfall of the uh, series. Was anybody... Did that open anything else? Did no, anything no, else nothing open? else happened that weekend. All right. Uh, Pokemon Heroes opened at number 20. Saw that in theaters. Not Pokemon Heroes. I saw saw the Matrix Reloaded. We all saw the Matrix Reloaded in theaters. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Did you, but did you wear your uh, black trench coat? I did. No. Mm. But you you, you were exposing yourself to people well before we. Yeah, it really wasn't about the movie. I was doing that to all movies at that time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you hopped over to X2 and did it. Pokemon Heroes. Pokemon Heroes, you did. (laughs) Yeah. Penis, I choose you! Hokey pokey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You gotta traumatize them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, is that it, Noah? That's it. That's all we got. That's it. Um, let's uh, uh, recommend a movie. Joe, I'll give yes. you the time to think about it. Noah, what would you like to recommend for the people to watch? Alright, this week, I think, you know, this is kind of this is kind of a lame choice. Great. But I think it's a, I think it's a fair one given what we've been talking about. I think the people should watch Speed. Because I think it's been Great choice. a long time since a lot of people have seen it. I don't think it quite has a reputation of like Speed is excellent. But Speed is excellent. And I think you should rewatch it and justify to yourself uh, it being in the finals because it does, in fact, belong there. I will echo that, and I'll say, well, then watch Titanic. Watch the oh, two finals yeah. back to back, and, uh, and and see what you think. That way, you have some knowledge going into it. Joe, what do you think? What have you watched recently that you th- would recommend to people? I'm trying to think. I just watched. I just like rewatched a movie the other day, and I'm racking my brain trying to think what it was. Uh, it made such an impression on me. Who was it? Obviously. What I, was it about? I don't know. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> without remorse. <laughs> it was without remorse. <laughs> no, I watched... Uh, second time I watched uh, Blade Runner 2049 again. Oh, yeah. yesterday. It was It was good, yeah. It was good. Um, big naked lady. <laughs> yeah, big naked lady. I did not realize... poignant, man. I, I didn't realize... I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize at that time, um, because nobody cared who she was at that time, that Ana de Armas is his yeah. little lover. She's good yeah. she's, she's very good, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's great. It, it was, she's everyone's lover in that movie. Isn't yeah. the whole point of that? Yeah, it was joy. It's yeah. Poignant. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh, more surprising watching the second time how um, well they nailed the first Blade Runner stuff. And I think it bodes well for like and and i partly watched it because i was yeah i'm reading the dune or i read dune earlier this year and so i kind of wanted to see and you know there's kind of a blowback a little bit on denny villeneuve that's expected Uh, he's directing bigger yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting i see a lot of kind of like people who have pretty good film opinions online not being a big fan i don't really get that i'm pretty i'd say I'm pretty impressed with every one of his outings. And I think, like, doing something... I don't think Ridley Scott would have matched the Blade Runner tone better than him. I I think it's, like... I think there's a reason Blade Runner... You needed a younger director to do that. I think there's a reason Blade Runner 2 has never been made. I think there's another reason no one's... Two zero four nine. Yeah, Blade Runner two zero four nine. I think there's a, a big reason no one has tried to do another Dune movie. Because it's, like... It's just, like really hard to nail 
to, to nail something that already has such a fan base and is so particular yeah. about it's, these it's these things star wars all over again yeah the movies um, a movie can be way better when someone's like i also have an idea yeah but everyone just wants the first fucking idea. Yeah. And it's interesting that and they... And it wouldn't be yeah. good if he was just like, what if I made Blade Runner again? Yeah. We totally. had Blade and Runner. And he really, really Scott good. was going to do it, too. Like, he was going to do it, and he dropped off. I think that's really good. But I think it bodes well for Dune. Uh, and I think they really smartly... I don't know whose decision... Or who, what producer cobbled together who was going to make that movie obviously they put a ton of money behind it and it didn't really perform that well but like shocking yeah yeah Hang <laughs> on. yeah sci-fi Hang on. sci-fi flop of the 80s with yeah a not bankable star didn't make any money but this one had a bankable star who ryan gosling he doesn't make money oh the box he's office. good people go P- people know who people he is him. but he doesn't make money at the box office. uh but I think it was smart that they backstopped that movie with like Roger Deakins, you know. Mm-hmm. At, so there was like a, at the very least, it was gonna be like visually really interesting, and it actually turned into like, as, like pretty close as interesting of a movie to watch as like Blade Runner. Mm. Um, yeah, it was cool. I wish, and as I was looking at it, because like they bring in that part about like oh, there's this whole revol- rebellion of. Right replicants i wish they would i wish it would have done better and they could have justified another movie because it is it's pretty interesting but yeah i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna briefly step on to my uh, most often trotted soapbox on box office related issues blade runner 2049 is a two hour and 45 minute like deep deeply intellectual sci-fi movie well, i mean like as as much as yeah, I, as much as blockbusters are yeah yeah relatively yeah. speaking it's slow it's it's really slow n- not a yeah. lot of dialogue shockingly slow yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah as as far yeah. as like big budget like tentpole blockbusters go it is a deep more thoughtful like, show than, and yeah. thoughtful yeah, intellectual more, yeah. movie uh, and it made ninety two million dollars domestically domestically yes which is fucking huge yep. for that movie yep. that, that movie had no business that was the, the best cost, case cost scenario much. it cost 150 million dollars which was it's a insane. bad idea because yeah. it was never going to make that but it should have made like 30 million dollars yeah. and it made which 92 and that's like he, fuck, he fucking exceeded all possible hopes. I mean, I don't really disagree with that. I just mean, like, from whatever financier's perspective, it's not a movie they would want to make again. And I wonder... Like, that's the part I wonder with Dune, something like that. And I... Especially with it dropping on, like, HBO Max. Like, who's gonna see that movie? And maybe they will. I mean, it has, again, like, huge stars in it. It looks really cool. Um, but I wonder how it does and what, like, the the reaction is going to be to it because it's it's like dune is like uh it's like a (laughs) it's a harder sell it's like a lot of um religion and spirituality and it has like box yeah yeah, box (laughs) and it's like all informed by islam you know like that's like the religion of islam and like i don't know i I wonder what's going to happen there but i don't know i i'm like surprised every time this director makes a movie it's like you know when it when is he gonna have a stinker like what's gonna happen here because yet to miss people keep people keep giving it like people keep giving him bigger and bigger projects i don't know what's bigger than dune like dune is as big of a space 
sci-fi opera as you could possibly make. There is no bigger space movie than Dune. Star Wars. No, but th- not really. Like it's not, it, th- that is a bigger franchise. But as far as like the depth of stuff in it and like the operatic nature of it, like Dune is the biggest. Yeah, but you wouldn't make another one of those. Captain Marvel 2. I mean, they did make another book. The Marvels. Right? The Captain Marvels. Marvel 2. It is interesting that he's, like, kind of... Big. He kind of has become, like, the preeminent big. sci-fi director, but he's done other stuff, like... Uh, Prisoners. Prisoners. Yeah. Sicario. Like, Enemy. Yeah, Enemy. Enemy's a little sci-fi. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. sci-fi. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's not so much sci-fi as it's just, like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wonder, I don't know, I think that's, like, such an exciting career, and even if he's not making, like, like, I know Blade Runner's, like, for a tempo blockbuster intellectual, but it's not, it's not, like, you know... The, it's not art house. Yeah, he's not making, like, art house movies that are, like, really exciting, like, formally, or kind of, like, more intellectually, but as far as, like, you know, the big tentpoles, like, who's, who's doing things that are, like, more consistently exciting than that? I don't can't think of anything yeah. and uh, you know what you said like blade you said blade runner and you, you read those numbers and like it is unfair to me that like those are bad because you should like you should have put that 150 million dollars into another comic book movie like that's where it would have made more money so i am like i don't know if they'll keep putting money into something like that but i think it's awesome they did and i think i actually read in there that or read when i was watching it how hard it was to get that made it's oh, filmed yeah. almost all in budapest mm-hmm. and it's filmed with like a hungarian tax credit that's how they financed it nobody wanted to make it like it you couldn't give somebody a hundred million dollars to make that movie or get a hundred million dollars for somebody right. to make that movie so it does kind of it's awesome that it got made but it does kind of say something shitty about like um how you could possibly get something like that made these days so well it's just it's tough that things are just more expensive i mean blade runner wasn't the most expensive movie ever made in the 80s and yet that looks massive and gorgeous and so it's just tough that our expectations are higher things cost more and yet people don't see it yeah and people know what makes money now like where you should throw your money is has never been clearer it's never it's there's never been like one source of like, well, that's not a risk. Like right. you don't have to take a risk now because it's you know where to put your money, right. and anywhere outside of that is like if you flop, you're out. Like you're done. Yeah. You're done. Um, yeah. Great Blade Runner. Yeah. Titanic Speed. No, plug us up. All right. You can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. And, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the good ones. Uh, Joe, is this your debut on Spotify? No, I've, put some, I've dropped some beats on Spotify before. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I go by a little, a little code name, Billy Irish. Uh, but mm. <laughs> might have heard of me. Uh, almost heard of you. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Joe, would you like uh, would you like to give any of your handles out? Uh, no, okay. you'll you'll know me when you see me. <laughs> it's <just> like obscenity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next week. We have the finale of Multiplex Madness Forever. It is happening. Ahmad will be back. And we are crowning a champion, the greatest blockbuster of the 90s. Joe, thanks for being here and doing this. We appreciate you coming by. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, 
that's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.